Welcome to News Kids. I'm Rose. And I'm Zara. And together we're presenting this weekly podcast about what's going on in our world today. Each week we cover top stories across world news, politics, science, technology, entertainment and arts. Hello, this is Isa. This week Zara will be talking about COP27. I will be telling you about the Sparkle Foundation a charity that my school is now raising funds for. And Rose will be talking to you about the US midterm elections. Finally, Laurie will be reviewing the movie Lyle Lyle Crocodile. Hello, this is Zara. This week saw the start of COP27, the annual United Nations Climate Summit, which is meant to help governments to agree steps to limit the rise in global temperatures. These summits are referred to as COPs, which stands for Conference of the Parties, and the parties were the attending countries that signed up to the original UN Climate Agreement in 1992. This year is the 27th annual meeting on climate change, and it has taken place in Sharm el-Sheikh in Egypt until the 18th of November. So why is COP27 important? Well, the world is warming because of emissions produced by humans by burning fossil fuels like oil, gas and coal. Global temperatures have risen 1.1 degrees Celsius and are heading towards 1.5 Celsius, according to the IPCC climate scientists. IPCC is the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change. If temperatures rise 1.7 to 1.8 Celsius above 1850s levels, the IPCC says that half of the world's population could be exposed to life-threatening heat and humidity. This year's conference will be the fifth time that a COP has been hosted in Africa and African governments hope it will draw attention to the severe impacts of climate change in Africa. Countries have been asked to submit ambitious national climate plans. COP27 will be focusing on reducing emissions, helping countries to prepare for and deal with climate change and securing technical support and funding for developing countries to do this. This year, loss and damage was put on the COP agenda for the first time since the summits began 30 years ago. Countries very vulnerable to climate change have been united in their cause at the conference for richer countries to pay the bill for damage caused by sea level rise, drought and extreme storms. They say developed countries owe this money because they become rich of decades of using fossil fuels, whereas less developed countries have contributed virtually nothing to total emissions, but suffer the worst effects due to their geographic location. These developing countries are calling for a special compensation fund for the climate impacts that they cannot recover from. The president of the European Commission acknowledged that richer countries should do their part and hold COP27, those most in need, in the developing world must be supported in adapting to a harsher climate. A most vivid reminder of the danger that the world faces was from the UN Secretary General, Antonio Guterres, who said, we are on a highway to climate hell with our foot on the accelerator. Let's hope these words move countries to take the necessary steps to tackle climate change. Hello, this is Isa. And this week I wanted to speak to you about the Sparkle Foundation, a charity that aims to improve the lives of vulnerable children and families in Malawi, which is one of the poorest countries in the world. 
The Sparkle Foundation was set up in 2015 by its founder, Sarah Brooke. Aged 18, Sarah visited the country before starting university and volunteered at an orphanage. Whilst she was there, she became very unwell and was rushed to the nearest hospital. When she arrived, the queue was very long and patients had travelled for miles. They insisted that she was seen first. After seeing the doctor, a friend of Sarah's, who was with her, decided to take her to a private hospital, which was an hour away. This was a big risk because she could have died during the journey. Luckily, she survived and she made a promise that one day she would return to the country and make a difference. Over the years, she returned to Malawi many times and eventually she set up the Sparkle Foundation, which is an international registered non-governmental organization that supports 17 villages in Malawi. The Sparkle Foundation aims to help people in Malawi by providing nutrition, medical care, education and empowering the community. So they have four main programs. The first is nutrition, which means not only feeding orphans and poor children daily, but also educating them about nutrition and, and preventing malnutrition by identifying and treating children who are at risk of malnutrition. The charity now has its own farm as well and is growing its own food to widen the options available for the children that the Sparkle team looks after. The second program is focused on healthcare, which is a huge challenge in Malawi. For every 1,000 people in Malawi, there are only 0.02 physicians. That is a shocking figure. The problem in Malawi with access to healthcare mean that 1 in 15 children do not survive past the age of 5. The Sparkle Foundation is helping and has a registered medical clinic and mobile clinic for children, staff and community members. The foundation also runs an emergency ambulance service. Another important Sparkle program is education and the charity provides free care with children aged 2 to 6 being invited to be part of the Sparkle Early Childhood Development Program. Children over 6 attend local schools but then come to Sparkle in the afternoon for workshops on things like English, IT and trade skills. As education in Malawi was not free 20 years ago, there are many adults over the age of 20 who are illiterate, which means that they cannot read or write and so they cannot run businesses or support their children. Sparkle helps by providing workshops, adult literacy classes and sports and community awareness programs. The fourth program is about community empowerment and this is really important. It is about ensuring that poor communities are able to look after themselves and not be dependent. Sparkle runs programs and training workshops for lots of villages in Malawi, including sewing, farming, nutrition, finance and computing. If communities are helped in this way, the hope is that in the long run, they do not stay dependent on handouts of money and are able to be self-sufficient. The foundation has over the past seven years provided nearly half a million meals to vulnerable children and educated more than 250 children a day. In addition, 
They have treated over 7,000 medical cases and have also just started a sustainable food program. The work of this charity has been truly amazing and if you would like to find out a little more about it or would like to donate or see how else you might be able to help, please visit their website which is www.sparklemalawi.org. I am really amazed at what One President's Promise has achieved and I am really looking forward to fundraising for this charity with my school this year. Hi, it's Rose here. You may have noticed a lot of talk in the news over the past couple of days about the US midterm elections. So, what are they and why are they important? Every four years, people in the United States vote to elect their president. The current one is President Joe Biden. The four years between elections, when the president is in office, is called a term, and halfway through each term, there are local elections. So whilst this is not an election for a new president, President Biden will be watching the results very closely as they give an indication as to whether American people are happy with how his presidency is going. In the midterm elections, American citizens vote for the politicians they want to represent them in Congress, which makes America's laws. It's a bit like voting for members of parliament in the UK. And as there are two main political parties in the US, the Democrats and the Republicans, it's always very interesting to see which party ends up with the most overall votes. Although President Biden is a Democrat, that doesn't mean that the Democrats will necessarily win the balance of seats in Congress. Both parties want to have more politicians than their opponent in each part of Congress in order to have more control when it comes to, for example, passing laws. If Democrats lose control of either the House of Representatives or the Senate, which are the two parts of Congress, Republicans will be able to block President Biden's plans. So, what's happening? Midterm election results have been released throughout the week, but right now as I'm recording the podcast, it's neck and neck. The Republicans do not seem to have seen the red wave of victories they hoped for. Former President and Republican Donald Trump, who is expected to announce he will run for President in 2020, has seen some of his endorsed candidates fail. And the Democrats have done better than some people thought. So, by the time you hear this, I'm sure you already know the results. Hi, it's Laura here. This week, I'm going to tell you about a brand new children's movie that Rose and I went to see in half-term at our local cinema. It's called Lal Lal Crocodile. And here's what I thought about it. The movie tells the story of a very sweet singing crocodile called Lyle, who is discovered when he is a baby by a struggling showman in search of his next big act. This showman, called Hector P. Valenti, takes Lyle and raises him to be a performer with the plan of making a fortune as a singing double act. But when Lyle experiences nerves on stage and fails to sing, his plans are ruined and Valenti leaves Lyle alone to move on with his life and seek a new source of income. Fast forward a few years and a new family come to live in the house where Valenti abandoned Lyle. The young boy, Josh, discovers the secret of the singing crocodile hiding in the attic and soon enough they are best friends. After this, there's a lot of fun as Josh's parents find out too and then they make a plan to rescue Lyle when his freedom is taken away. 
I found the plot a little predictable overall, but I have to say it was a really good movie. I did find it a bit sad at times, but there was lots that was funny too, and the special effects are really good. I recommend it for children probably age 5 and above. I would definitely watch it again. I hope you enjoyed our show and thank you for listening.